Welcome. It's a Thursday here on the Ken Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. Ken Miller, Trent Condon with you for the next couple of hours as we are each and every day from, or each and every weekday from Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. Busy show today. There is football tonight after all. Not the best, but football's football. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, coming up, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. We'll do a deep dive into the NFL as they get set for week number two. Chuck Hartley, former Hawkeye signal caller, is going to be here at 1240. A lot of talk, you know, when you go back to Nate Stanley and his uh, disappointing spring to some uh, people that, uh, you know, covered the team uh, and maybe the coaching staff. Um, and, and the word started to emerge that maybe Nate Stanley's not the best practice player. Kind of reminds us of Chuck Hartley was the name that would be associated with that. So Chuck's going to be here. Uh, get his take on the uh, quarterback play in the University of Iowa and sure Cy Hawk was on his television or he might have even been in Ames. We'll get to his take on Jacob Park and, and the Hawks uh, overall as they get set to play North Texas. So uh, former Hawkeye quarterback Chuck Hartley uh, drops by 1240. Mitch Holtis covers the Chiefs, calls the Chiefs. Chiefs in action against the Eagles. By the way, power rankings that start to filter out throughout the league. I know it's early, but you know what? If your team's number one in any power rankings at any point of the year, you get kind of excited. Uh, the Chiefs are number one in a couple of power rankings. And then uh, we'll wrap things up with Stephen M. Sipple at 140. Uh, we'll uh, Lots to talk to with Sip. The reaction to the Black Friday game moving away from Nebraska and Iowa will be front and center with Sip coming up about 140. Hello, Trent Condon. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Your twins again yeah, last night? Yeah, get it done. Took a little longer than the night before. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> uh, late into the evening. I was hoping to get some early rest last night. And then the game goes till 1030 and you're pumped up afterwards and can't go to bed. So uh, that was the night last night for me. But an exciting one. And Eddie sure. Rosario. So good player, isn't he? Can we uh, we first met two and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. And whenever we talk about well, the twins, I see, I knew you. I mean, right. we got to know each other. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. We started working kind of together. Right? And every time we talk about the twins, you, you loved Eddie Rosario. And mm-hmm. I was on the opposite side. of the I know you were. I, I just. There were gaffes. There were boneheaded mistakes. Growing pains, Trent. Certainly growing pains, and a lot of them. I never knew if he'd be patient enough to be highly productive. I thought he'd be solid, maybe a, a fringe starter, fourth outfielder type. Mm-hmm. But, boy, uh, I told you some numbers before we came on the air. I had no idea. Over the last 120 games, hitting over 300, on base over 340, slugging percentage over 500. He's a real baseball player. Yeah. And he's young. No, you're yeah, right. Part of this young Like core. a lot of guys on that team. You remember the Yankees in the core four? I sure do. Well, this is more like a core seven for the Twins. Now, let's all guys under 25. the brakes a little bit when you're saying the core four for the Yankees. Because right, they right. turned out to be all of famers. They did. They did. But Miguel Sano. Yeah. Eddie Gotta Rosario. Be excited. Yep. Byron Buxton. There's, I mean, his light's clearly gone on. Max Kepler. Another one. Jose Barrios. Yeah. It's a pretty good group. Not bad. Now, who's responsible for that? Who's who's going to be forgotten uh, since the since the regime change, if you want to call it uh, that, over there? Who's going to, you know, when you look back at this team, and let, let's say they do get there, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to get credit for bringing these guys all together that will no longer be part of the organization? Harry Ryan, How about a that? long timer who put it all together and uh, has been with the organization. He was the one that helped orchestrate eighty seven. Mm-hmm. The one that brought up Bernanski and Herbeck and Puckett and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. He was part of that early on as a GM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the old style of thinking and the new style of thinking now incorporated in with the new regime up there with Falvey and Levine. 
It's different. I'm excited about what they've done in the past with the Indians when uh, they were up there and young pitching, understanding mechanics. So I'm hopeful for the future of the staff because that's the next step. They got position players. Now they got to fix the pitching. And it feels like they're on the right path. And, boy, talk about being a little early. That's the Twins this year. No, no doubt about it, Trent. And uh, they will host the Blow Jays for four, and uh, this will be the one weekend I don't want well, Toronto's out of it. I'll be rooting for your squad to, uh, to sweep them and, because it would be great if the uh, Twins can find their way into postseason baseball, even if it's only that one wild card game, mm-hmm. and uh, then you take your chances, right? Uh, they were talking last night during the game, too. If the rotation, there's no rainouts, anything like that, the rotation is set without a 163 if they just play the 162. Irvin Santana would be set regular rest mm. to pitch in the wild card. Wouldn't game. that be great? So they're set That's up right now. That's who you want. Yeah, it is. That's who you set want. Up, go into Yankee Stadium and. Well, there's been so many negative plays. Yeah. Wouldn't this just be the year? That would be great. I mean, that you'd finally break through against exercise the those demons yep. against that team because they have ended some twin seasons over the last decade and then get swept by the Indians. Yeah. Well, you know what? This liable to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be honest with you. But going forward, Indians, Twins in the years to come. Uh, Cubs last night uh, again, just a bat explosion. Lester was okay. wasn't great. He got better. Uh, I'm, I, there was a point in the game, Trent, that I didn't think he was going to see the fourth inning. The pitch count was up into the seventies, I want to say, in the fourth in the third inning. Uh, but his fourth inning was his best inning. Fifth came out, and got the job done, and sixth he got in a little bit of trouble. But I'm not sure what the final pitch count was. Maybe a buck ten somewhere in there. But uh, managed to get through six innings, and the bats exploded. Wilson Contreras made a uh, just a a play you can't make. I mean, just a lack of hustle play, and. I like Jim Deshays. What's what's the broadcast team? Deshays and uh, and the play-by-play guy. I can never think of his I name. I can't either. I always go blank on him. I do too. I can picture him. Glasses. Uh huh. Kind of put, combing his hair forward now because he's starting to lose a little bit. <laughs> um, anyways, they're making an excuse going back to the injury that that's why he slowed up. No, he slowed up because he wanted to see the play at third base. Len Casper. Len Casper. Thank you. I, uh, why is that such a... I don't know, but I can't think of it. I can't remember it either. But You hear his voice 125 times a, a lot, year. A lot, yeah. A lot. <laughs> and... Including last night in Contreras. But you know what? Uh, here's what I love about Contreras. It was, it was a, it's a mistake hopefully he won't make again. Mm-hmm. His next at bat, he comes up and the bases are loaded and he delivers, right? A two-run two run single and uh, the Twins open... Or the Twins. The Cubs open up some daylight. So baseball for the... Well, unfortunate. We'll get back to it next Tuesday when football <laughs> moves out of the way. But now with the uh, with the Cubs and the Cardinals, and they'll play this weekend, and that's a massive series at Wrigley Field because don't look now. It's the same thing year after year. At least it seems like that. Death, taxes, Cardinals in the playoffs. Well, they're not in the playoffs yet, but they're certainly knocking on the doors. They try to dethrone the, the Cubbies. And if both teams win tonight or both teams lose today, the Cardinals will get to Wrigley Field with an opportunity to sweep them. And take over first place. Think about that. It's unthinkable. We've gone through this whole summer. Just wait. They'll turn it on. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. The Cardinals have too many leaks. The Brewers are too young. All these things we've said all summer. And here we are. Right. Middle of September. On the precipice of seeing this again. And don't forget, look, look the Cubs can get swept at home. You only have to yeah. go back to last weekend when the Brewers did the trick for Absolutely. them. Right? So, yeah. Um, We'll see. Going to be a fun weekend. Cubs and Cardinals this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field. But football is front burner as we get back into it today. Your Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. You know what? I'll watch the game. I will, too. But uh, I've already given up hope that, look, you know, he's swinging a miss, right? To try and find something that's going to pay uh, decent odds if yeah. indeed you, you identify that team that's going to get there and 
I thought that they had a chance. It's like handicapping a horse race, right? And you think you got the right horse, you think you got a long shot, and he runs far back and well-beaten. It's just like <laughs> the Bengals after one week look as though they're destined to. Andy Dalton, what has happened to him? I thought Four he was going to be. It was terrible, Trent. Well, and they, I know they, they had replaced, no time. Well, no that's time what I was going to say. The two, two offensive linemen that were there forever, no longer there, so they're rebuilding the offensive line. But if he doesn't get time, he has he's not, 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 got no clue. Mm-hmm. Look, it's Houston tonight. It's an awful game. It's an awful game. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, Andy Dalton, uh, Houston was clueless last week. At least they're not going to Tom Savage. But it's football. We'll watch, or will we? I mean, well, the college game is is not much. It's Boise, Boise New State. Mexico, right? That that does a little something. Does for it? Me. I What's enjoy the numbers. The number close. Maybe that will get me to watch. Fourteen in the hook. Eh. It's in Boise. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be better if it was biggest wasn't... home field and advantage in all of college football, according to my friends in Vegas. Hawaii and Boise State oh. are the two biggest home field advantages in all of college football. So when they they got their power number, then they add the home field. Add the add the home field in Boise was the was it five five and a half? No, it was over a touchdown. Wow. For Hawaii too. Now I can understand Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going there, you're in Hawaii after all, right? <laughs> and it takes a while to get there. And it takes a while to get there. And when you get there, you look around and see palm trees and the hell, you know, what are we doing? You're playing a football game? No, right. I don't want to play a football game. Well, and of course the Questionable officiating that you always seem to get in Hawaii. You know, I don't watch. Is that is that a fact? I oh, didn't yeah. realize that. Well, I have, uh, as you know. Yes, I, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's your get even or get even worse game <laughs> right, usually right, on right. Saturday night, right? I have spent many of late uh, early Sunday mornings <laughs> watching Hawaii football with a little something on the line. Yeah, there is uh, there is always something. I remember when Iowa played out there years ago. Iowa was a top ten squad. I want to say 1988. They went out there. Uh, right, I mean, this is after the Rose Bowl year. They had a great year in 87. Highly ranked going into Would Hartley have been, been a part of that team? He might have been because it might have been well his last year. We'll, we'll bring have, it up. Yeah, we will. It, well, they went we'll, out there and uh, were beat at the gun by a kicker you might know something a little something about. Uh, laid on Treadwell? No. no. Kick for your team. In the 90s. Oh, Jason Elam. Jason Elam. Of course, Elam. Jason Elam, yeah. Jason Elam beat them at the gun. It was on, uh, up home, uh, up in North Iowa, it was on KIMT, and it was on at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I remember getting to go to bed, my dad waking me up and saying, all right, then you can and then sleep in Sunday mm-hmm. to watch the football game. I didn't even make it. You know, I, so I you're eight? First, yeah, eight, eight years old. Yeah. Watched the first quarter and fell back asleep. But I, I just, little Tippets of that one, and I remember afterwards a lot of conversations about the officiating. Was bucking even back then, yeah, way back then, thirty years ago. Uh, funny story. <laughs> uh, Frank Schwab coming up, YahooSports.com. Uh, game day, Trent. Mm. Uh, not a funny story. We thought that Zubin Mahente was making a little news when he joined us earlier in the week, and he didn't right come right out and say it because he couldn't. But it sounded like we both took it that you know maybe Zubin's telling us something without telling us something. It seemed that way. I thought so. Maybe we took it. Let's take another listen. But but let's set it up first because yeah. it's Penn State, it's Iowa, it's national TV, mm-hmm. it's 6.30 at night. It seemed Herb like Streep's already going to be calling the game. The only other game that seemed to make some sense was TCU at Oklahoma State. That's sure. an ABC 2.30 kick. But Penn State and Iowa, are, have uh, they resonate further than TCU and Oklahoma State. Do. Another one that made sense that I heard just last night was Alabama-Vanderbilt in Nashville. Alabama-Vanderbilt? Oh, because they'd never been to they never. If Vandy would have won or wins this week against, against K-State, K-State right. then he'd go into that one. So that one made sense, too, but regardless. Here we are, New York City. Hmm. 
Uh, let's hear what Zubin said and how he said it and maybe where we went wrong reading into what he says. Um, so that's very different. Oh, jumped ahead. Is there we go. game day coming to town? All right, talk to the bosses over there. Give us the official word. Is game day going to be in Iowa City a week from Saturday? It's still a week-to-week situation. Obviously, this week, as you know, it was an easy one to kind of look at and say, um, Louisville, Clemson, Clemson, Louisville. That's after last year's game, especially. But everything is totally up in the air on a week-to-week uh, basis. I know they generally start to think about it always in advance. Uh, there's always some secret locations. I'm not going to tip you off, but I think this year you're going to see, and I can't tell you anymore, I think you're going to see a location for the show that you'll be very surprised at, but pleasantly surprised at. Um, I don't exactly know when that's going to be. It possibly could coincide with Penn State and Iowa, but uh, that could be in play as well. Wow. So they're always looking at those situations. So why would we get excited about New York? That, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe Zubin thinks we have a love of New York that we just don't. I like New York a lot, but I don't care if game day goes there. One I've bit. never been. so Oh, you got to get there, Trent. Yeah. New York is spectacular. Not for college football, though. No, no. Or college. Well, basketball. It's, yeah. Uh, what MSG. It some, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know what he meant. D- does he mean Iowa State? Because they've never been to Ames. And if they're going to Iowa State, when would they go to the Oklahoma State game? Because of the upset. Oklahoma State's going to be a big player in the Big 12, at least you would think. But how would they look? That far down the road, November 11th, I don't get it. You know what? We'll ask him on Tuesday. We will. Zubin's on my list. You know, my, you know <laughs> what list. Oh, no. I bought into it. I thought we I had broke a little news that day. I, I really thought did. it was lock, stock, and barrel. We're good to go. And uh, I've had plenty of people tweeting at me today afterwards. Saying, did you? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of text messages from the Iowa City crew. Hey, Condon, you were breaking news over there. Yeah. What happened? Well, ask them, ask them where they heard about Black Friday, uh, Iowa, Nebraska That's going right. away first. Thank you to Mark Morehouse for sharing that with us. Oh, we'll take a time out. Frank Schwab, into the NFL we go. Week number two, after all, is coming up. Still to come this hour, former Hawkeye signal caller Chuck Hartley coming our way in about uh, 25 minutes. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere, and fast, attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartender as well. They're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. 31st Street. Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will, because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Life doesn't stop for car trouble. Work, school, dentist appointments, the workout you wouldn't mind skipping. Our cars connect us to our lives. So wouldn't it be reassuring to know that our cars are up to the job? Enter Hum by Verizon, the technology that connects you to your car. Now you can check your car's health from your phone with vehicle diagnostics. Get advice on the go with a certified mechanics hotline. And if Hum detects a collision, it can send help automatically with 24-7 emergency assistance. Get Hum and get where you're going. Learn more at Hum.com. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lucchese Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit Lucchese Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with Casey, and you will be too. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. The Light the Night Walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit lightthenight.org backslash Iowa. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on that corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself talk the world of sports with you uh, right up until 2 o'clock each and every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Into the NFL we go. He's one of our regular contributors. We appreciate what Frank Schwab does at yahoosports.com where he covers the NFL, a bevy of content each and every day from Frank. Frank, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on, Frank. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Uh, good to talk to you. Let's start with Ezekiel Elliott first and uh, with the back and forth now between the, the league and the Players Association. Is this going to stretch to next season, do you think, Frank? I know the league's trying to expedite the process, but boy, oh boy, this seems as though um, uh, they may have egg on their face yet again. Yeah, I think this is just legal maneuvering. I don't really think that they, I don't even know if they believe in their hearts that this is going to work. I mean, why, why, why would it? I mean, there's no real reason for this to be reversed so quickly. I think, I think Zeke plays the whole season. I think it's just like Brady. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott eventually wins because I can't figure out what he's going to argue that Tom Brady didn't two years ago, last year, I guess. So I don't know. I think they're just putting off the inevitable, but you know, the NFLPA, you know, wants to kind of expose Roger Goodell a little bit in this investigative process, and this is how they're going about it. And the result is, I guess, that, you know, Zeke's going to play all year, although who knows? I, this It's so hard to predict this legal stuff. I, I just, you know, I, I think that's what's going to happen. That's where legal experts seem to think is going to happen. But wouldn't it be just terrible for the Cowboys to get to mid-November and then lose your best player mm-hmm. for the rest of the year? So that's always a risk with this, but, you know, it's, a, it's I, I assume the Cowboys are – more than happy to take that risk. Staying with the uh, news and notes here, Brian Cushing hit with a 10-game suspension, PED suspension. Not really a shocker to anybody that knows his history. Uh, why does it seem like we always see the same few guys continually being hit with these? Is it just a couple of knuckleheads or a couple of guys that just don't understand how to mask it? Because at least to me, it feels like there should either be a lot more of these suspensions or it shouldn't just be the same four or five guys seemingly every year. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I, I just think that it's probably that they're they're not good at masking it. To be honest, I mean, look, we we uh, for those of us who have been in NFL locker rooms, you guys included, these guys are to to think that all these guys are doing this naturally is uh, it's a little bit of a stretch. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying all of them are, but I'm not saying it's uh, you know a very very small minority either. It's probably somewhere in the middle. So. You know, when it, when a Brian Cushing gets, you know, that's the difference between the NFL and baseball. When Brian Cushing gets the suspension, everybody just kind of shrugs and, like you said, like, there's eh, no surprise to anybody. If if, the, if he was a baseball player, there'd be this, 
you know, oh, my goodness, what about the children? How could we possibly <laughs> have PEDs in the game? This is the worst thing ever. And then it depends on how they treat the media, if we forgive them or not. You know, Andy Pettit versus A-Rod or Jason Jambi versus Ryan Braun. Even though it's the same crime, we punish them differently. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's, there are PEDs in football. I think we're we're crazy if we don't think there are, and I think some guys are just better at beating a system than Brian Cushing is. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Uh, he's the editor of the Shutdown Corner. You can follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, I know that you come up with power rankings each and every week. It's uh, where we're one week down. I'm assuming they're going to change a number of times here between now and the end of the year. But having said that, uh, the reaction that you get uh, following the posting of the power rankings, uh, one fan base is going to love you, another one's going to hate you. Who didn't? Uh, who disagreed with you more, Frank? What fan base disagreed with you more as to where you had their team this? week i think uh probably lions fans i have them down I, I i bumped them up but i started them so low i think they're in the late teens if i remember maybe 18 that i'm just honestly not a believer in the detroit lions i i know they they played pretty well on sunday but again the one of the reasons i'm, I'm not a big believer in the lions is last season and I, we've talked about this because my favorite stats Last season, the Detroit Lions trailed in the fourth quarter of 15 of their 16 games. They trailed on Sunday in the fourth quarter against the Cardinals and ended up winning. Now, maybe this is just how they play, and they're going to be able to sustain this and keep going and just keep winning these close games and pulling it out in the fourth quarter. But I, I just have a tough time believing that. And so I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Lions play at New York. I'll say this. They play on Monday night. The Giants looked terrible last week, but before this season, I, I thought the Giants were much, much better than the Lions, and we'll see. If the Lions can go into the Giants and beat that really, really good defense and get a win, I'll probably bump them up pretty significantly because that'll that'll be an impressive, impressive win. Will we see Odell Beckham Monday night, or will he be busy twerking against Russell Westbrook? <laughs> I think he's going to play. He practiced today from the reports out there. That leads me. If a guy's practicing on Thursday, he's going to play on Monday. I mean, it's, it's something would have to, he would have to have a setback for, for that not to happen. And boy, do they need him. I, I try not to overreact to anything I see in week one because it's weird things happen in week one and it's just one game. And, you know, for all the reasons everybody can figure out why you shouldn't overreact to week one, but, Man, the Giants' offense was bad. It was so bad. I mean, the five minutes into the game, you were kind of like, "Yeah, this game's over." Like they can't move the ball. They can't gain any yards. Like it was, it was, it was just like, "Can the defense score for them?" Because the offense isn't. And then you know, once the defense fell behind, it was it was done. I mean, Odell Beckham doesn't turn them into a good offense. He just turns them into a less bad offense. <laughs> so, you know, but they need him back so bad. I think he just he makes such a difference that offense just to be able to generate any kind of yardage that I think we'll see a, a little bit different Giants team on Monday night. Frank Schwab, uh, Yahoo Sports is our guest. Frank, this past Monday night we saw the Vikings and the Saints in the early game. Saints defense, not very good. Vikings offensive line was putrid last year, as you know. They, they looked good, but they looked good against the Saints. Bradford had a terrific game. Dalvin Cook looks legit. Uh, again, we're reacting after one week in the books, but when you watch the Vikings, did you come away kind of impressed? Yeah, I was. And, you know, I, just, the funny thing is, you kind of touched on it real quick. Anything from week one, you can talk yourself into both sides of the coin. Like, the, the Packers look great, right? The, the front seven got a ton of pass rush. Well, is that because their pass rush is good or because Seattle's offensive line is bad? We just don't know. It's only one game. 
similar with the Vikings. It's like, well, yeah, the offense looked great, but they were playing the Saints. Uh, can they do that against Pittsburgh now? I, I don't know, but I will say, I, look, and I'm not a Sam Bradford fan. I never have been, but he looked great. He looked fantastic on Monday night. Hey, he was, aside from maybe Alex Smith, maybe the best quarterback of week one. Hey, he was that good. And Dalvin Cook just changes the game for them. They didn't have that last year. They didn't have a good running back last year. He's a guy who can come in and make plays for them. Stephon Diggs, Thielen's really good. Rudolph's a very good tight end. So there's a lot to like about the Vikings. I kind of like them coming into the season. But if, let's put it this way, if they can go into Pittsburgh and win, and, and Bradford looks just like he did in week one, I think we have to recalibrate the Vikings at that point and say, wow, the, the Packers might have a real run in the NFC North in front of them. They look great. They, they just look fantastic in week one. Speaking of overreaction, let's go to Green Bay. Uh, a lot of people talking about that defense making a significant step forward. I'm still with that offensive line of Seattle. I don't know how much you can read into last Sunday afternoon's <laughs> game. Uh, it's Atlanta this week. That will certainly be a change for them. Have the Packers closed the gap? Do you see them passing Atlanta? Where are you at with that one coming up on Sunday? I don't. I just, I, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that have changed both sides, really. I mean, it keeps changing the offseason, but significantly that the Falcons lost their offensive coordinator and Sarkeesian comes in, and, and look, it's going to be a learning curve for me as men in the NFL in a really long time, and the Packers added to their team. I think the Packers are better than they were last year, but I just think back to the NFC Championship game, and those were not two teams that were close. I mean, they, the Packers were significantly behind the Falcons that day. I don't know that they've closed the gap that much to, to the point where I think they can go in and, and win this game when Atlanta's crowd is going to be fired up in that new stadium and really a, a huge game for them. I think Atlanta's still better. But, again, if, if, if that was the Packers' front seven taking a big step forward last week and not just Seattle's line being bad, and they show that again on Sunday night in Atlanta and then they can rush Matt Ryan and do that, uh, you know, at that point, the Packers might be the best team in football. If they can, mm-hmm. they can put a, a really good defense to go with that offense. There, the sky's the limit for them. So that's a really, really interesting game this week. Mm-hmm. Kansas City uh, will take on Andy Reid's former team, the Eagles. The Chiefs, to me, might have been the story of Week One. There were a couple of them, um, but but the Chiefs, to me, had the most impressive performance, beating the defending champions on the road as they did. Uh, they've been off since Thursday. Here comes the uh, here come the Eagles. Might Kansas City be a little bit? I know you had them, I think, fourth in your power rankings. Um, where are you on the Chiefs? Was that the most impressive performance overall from Week One? Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. I mean, the, the, I mean, a week ago, people were talking about maybe the Patriots being a 19 and 0 type of team. And well, they're not going to be that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah, the Patriots didn't look great, but do we really think the Patriots are just an 8 and 18? No, of course not. So you have to give the Kansas City a ton of credit for going in there and dominating. I mean, that was, that was an A plus performance, 500 some yards, six touchdowns. I mean, Bill Belichick's teams don't, don't get run like that. And the Chiefs are, they just have new dimensions. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I don't know how you cover that guy. He's just so much faster than everybody. And Kareem Hunt obviously played out of his mind in week one, and he's really good. Travis Kelsey's really good. And it just seemed like Alex Smith is more confident. I mean, mm-hmm. it, maybe he just didn't have the weapons before. We all make fun of Alex Smith being so conservative and safe. Maybe he just didn't have confidence in any of his receivers. Who's going to really beat anybody deep? Now he, he, he thought, it, it all seemed like he felt like, yeah, I. I know Tyreek Hill is going to get past defense. Let me let me wing this one out there. So maybe it was just a different team. I I, I I want to see it. You know, I want to see them do it multiple weeks. 
but you know, this Philly team is, is really good too. So if they can, you know, handle business against Philly, yeah, you might be looking at a Chiefs team that's really taken the next step. Uh, my last question for Frank Schwab. I'll let Trent uh, finish up uh, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank uh, writes at the shutdown corner, yahoosports.com. Frank, it's the close, the best kept secret in all of the NFL, uh, and that's the status of Andrew Luck and will he or won't he? And, and if not, why not? Um, what, what do you know? I mean, do you know anything? Uh, it seems like, you know, the, the, the really nobody definitively knows what's going on with Andrew Luck and when he's going to play or if he's going to play. Yeah, it's in this age where we know everything about everything, it's really crazy that we have no idea. He could play next week. He could play in week eight. He could play Christmas Day for the first time. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know this will be done all year. We have zero clue where he's at in his recovery, what's going on. But, I mean, if, if you're trying to look between the lines, I, I think the only things you can look at are the Colts traded for a quarterback right before the season. That's not really a, a great sign for them. And each of these weeks, they've ruled Andrew Luck out on Monday. And, you know, that might not sound like much, but, you know, if you pay attention to how NFL teams kind of operate, they'll keep the door open for their players until the end of the week. Look at Odell Beckham last week. You know, game-time decision. It came right down to the wire, even though he never practiced. It never really looked like he was going to play. They still kept the door open for him. The Colts, by by ruling him out on Monday, the Colts said he's not even close. He's not even to the point where we have a little tiny opportunity to get him on the field this week. That leads me to believe he ain't coming back next week. He might not be coming back a week after that or a week after that either. If you're ruling a guy out on Monday, you're saying he's nowhere close. We have zero hope that he's going to play this week. We're just we're just telling you right now he's not. So uh, I'm, uh, once we get to the point where the Colts don't rule out Andrew Luck on Monday, we could start to talk about maybe him progressing. But it's not looking good. I, I can't I can't sit here and tell you I, I feel optimistic that he's going to be back anytime. Unbelievable, uh, Frank. Great stuff as always. We'll catch you next week. Hopefully, thank you, Frank Schwab. Appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, Shutdown Corner, yahoosports.com. If you're an NFL and you, you love NFL content, uh, Frank, uh, two, three pieces each and every day. Yeah, uh, th- those guys turn it out. It- it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, Vinny with the sporting news, yeah. same way. Bill Bender, likewise, with college football. One thing uh, with the Colts that popped in my head, mm. Colts are bad. Really bad. The Rams have a chance to be decent. Could they be that dark horse nine and seven backdoor team that gets in as a wild card? Yeah. Or is it just the Colts are awful? Uh, I don't know. Wade Phillips is going to help the Rams defense. Yes, a ton. Donald's so back. Old, so old the guy that just walked into camp too. <laughs> yeah. More so than Wade, uh, Wade Phillips. Um, and Goff People like McVeigh. They, yes, they, that you're he right. knows offense. Yes, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Arizona's. Really bad. Yeah. I think. San Francisco, I think, is going to be better, but not yet. Seattle twelve and four good Probably. or ten and six good. Man, I think I think the former. Okay. I really do. I mean Russell Wilson is such a freak. He that really offensive is. line's bad. That's true. Bad. Uh, defense still got some guys though. They do. You're right about the offensive line. I'm anxious to see the pack the, the Sunday night games I, I can't great. miss. Yes. Yeah, you can't miss. Uh, Green Bay and Atlanta. Atlanta question marks. They didn't look good against your Bears. Mm-hmm. The Packers, as Frank and you pointed out, was it just because they were going up against that offensive line of uh, of Seattle that made them look? Mike Daniels was a beast. <laughs> He's awesome. My God, God, that was unbelievable. And a goofy dude. 
I mean, he loves comic books and Does anime and all that, that weird stuff. That piece that he did that he voiced for the University of yeah. Iowa, that was pretty good. That yeah. was really well done. Well, take a time out. Speaking of the University of Iowa, we used to quarterback there. Chuck Hartley next. It's the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping now at menard save big money on your next project with an 11 percent rebate on everything Keep your automobiles clean and dry with ShopVac. The heavy-duty 5.5-horsepower 12-gallon ShopVac can clean messes wet or dry. Just $62.29 after rebate. There's no limit to how much you can save now during the 11% rebate sale at Menards. Good through September 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. At the Home Depot, we're pouring more into paint. And right now, we're giving more to pros. For one week only, all Pro Extra members receive up to 30% off paint stains and primers from top brands like Bear and Kills. Savings like that you can take to the bank. 
literally. Unbelievable quality, unbeatable prices, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid September 11th through 17th. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. See store for details. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones too. Like breakfast on the go with Chobani Greek yogurt cups, always $1 each. Or a pile of football laundry. Touchdown with a free $5 gift card when you buy any two Charmin, Tide, or Bounty products. Then clean up with Mrs. Meyer's dish soap and Scotch-Brite sponges on sale for only $3.79 each. Plus, we've lowered the prices on thousands of items. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest. Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon, myself here with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, coming up uh, later on in the show. Mitch Holtis as well in our number 2. Right now, he's former Hawkeye signal caller. He's Chuck Hartlieb, and he joins the program. Chuck, along with Trent Condon, Ken Miller, good to catch up with you again. Chuck, how are you? Good. How about yourself, Kenny? Doing fine. Good to talk to you. You know, Trent and I were talking in the first hour, and I didn't realize this. 1988, I'm still in Canada. I was not aware that the Hawkeyes played in Hawaii. We were going back and forth, and I told Trent that's the, you know, Vegas sees Hawaii, believe it or not, is the biggest home field advantage point spread-wise uh, in college football. You played there. What's it like to go play a football game in Hawaii, of all places? <laughs> oh, you know, it was uh, it was a wasn't any fun because we got upset uh, big time over there but uh you know I, I don't i wouldn't recommend doing it at all in the middle of the season or at the start of the season i'll never forget coming back and some of the assistant coaches being frustrated because it uh it wasn't a good decision it was a good decision for recruiting and it had some appeal to fans etc but uh going over there on a thursday and trying to play on a saturday and turning right around leaving on a sunday night Early in the season, it was not the uh, it wasn't the best tactical move by Coach Fry ever. Then uh, you guys also, I remember as a youngster hearing uh, about this game. I tried to stay up late to watch it. That didn't work out very well. But I do remember a lot of talk about the touchdown pass that you threw that was nullified. Not only have to go out there, sometimes you got to beat the officials. Holy, I can't believe you remember that, Trent. That's not <laughs> many people remember. That's a tremendous memory. Yeah, that was. That was one of I think that might have been one of the last games ever that um, they allowed Hawaiian refs to uh, do the game because wow. I'll never forget hitting that corner out and thinking we won the game and that flag did not come out of that guy's pocket until we caught the ball in the end zone exactly. and we went back 
you know, the next day, and we could not figure out who he called that holding penalty on. And yeah, we uh, we missed the uh, we, the next time. It was like third and twelve. We had a great uh, drive at the end, touchdown, and they set us back, and we missed the field goal at the end. And uh, don't even it just was a it was an awful opener, and that was a rough season because that was the season with three ties too. Uh, you know, Chuck, it's been this last couple of weeks, your name has come up a lot, whether it's on a message board or whether it's in a newspaper column or uh, whether it's on sports talk radio. And, and it's brought up because of the fact that, you know, Nate Stanley, we talk about Nate Stanley and the fact that you go back to spring and he didn't really impress the coaches in August. It took him a while to win this job. And then you see him out on the field on a Saturday afternoon. And he's just tearing it up for crying out loud. And then the fact that the, it quickly turns. So, but maybe he's just not that good of a practice practice player you know back in the 80s chuck hartley was kind of that guy he wasn't very much of a practice player but he could really turn it on on a saturday so hey was that a fair criticism i guess of you and um i mean there's obviously players that aren't practice players but when the lights are shining the brightest they're a different guy yeah i mean that's definitely true i never forget all the practices and uh, frustrations coach schneider and coach fry had with me on a wednesday or thursday and you know, I wasn't trying to do this poorly or do that poorly, but it just wasn't uh, very smooth. But once the adrenaline got going and uh, we were on the stage, somehow uh, things clicked a lot better. And I always said it was kind of easier just to go back to the huddle than turn around and have to deal with Snyder and Fry each snap. <laughs> I so, bet. Um, no, I, and Stanley, uh, Stanley might be the same way. You're right, because uh, he does look very uh, comfortable and poised you know, as, as the game goes on. I think there have been times where, He's made some poor decisions in both games, but I think you can kind of sense a aura about him that uh, he might be a great Saturday player. He's still got a ways to go, but uh, his first two games, uh, I just I, I thought he was going to struggle a lot more than Jack Trice. It's so loud. It's such an intimidating crowd. For him to show up the way he did, I, I thought was a huge, huge day. It was That was probably the best game for an old Hawkeye quarterback in the last five years because you got to see the ball downfield. You got to see all kinds of schemes. You got the quarterbacks, the wide receivers. Everybody was making plays. I mean, that offense was really, really sharp uh, on Saturday. You know, as you're watching it from that quarterback perspective, you mentioned the environment that Nate Stanley had to play in. Uh, one thing he did struggle with, though, was the deep balls. There's a lot of theories about the reasons for that. When you see somebody that is so accurate throughout the football game, except for those deep throws, what do you think that was? Uh, good question. Good question. I don't know. It, it can be nerves. Um, it couldn't be. A, it can be a weakness. You know, some guys just don't have that touch. But um, I saw the same thing. And the deep ball, uh, hopefully, is not a problem long term. But uh, sometimes, you know, as much as anything, it's nerves because you just, you just, you grip it too hard, or you, you just can't let it go. I, I thought that was a problem. And there were there were two or three plays where he threw into coverage badly and needed to tuck it and just get rid of it. And that, that's concerning as well because certainly the defenses are going to get better uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, Chuck Hartley, former Hawkeye quarterback, is our guest. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Uh, Chuck, um, w- w- with Stanley and what you're seeing from him so far, uh, two weeks in, you, you mentioned uh, you know the, the fact that it was on the road in Jack Trice Stadium. But I want to go back to your two, two answers ago. It seems to me, listening, kind of reading between the lines, if you will, you kind of were impressed with Brian Ferentz's play calling this past Saturday. What are you seeing different this year as the offense through two weeks that maybe you haven't seen over the last few years? Wow, just so many different things. I mean, 
just unique schemes, et cetera. I mean, I think a lot of fans are have figured out that if we were in shotgun, we were going to throw the ball the last couple of years. And I had no idea how you had to create such a high tendency out of shotgun. That can be a run formation just that, that just as much as a tax formation. I mean, something as simple as that the last couple of years, I think, stymied a lot of us. And so just getting the running game going out of gun, um, bringing in different formations, um, multiple wide receivers, multiple tight end sets, the jet, um, the package that they put in, and then just, you know, interesting one-scheme routes like the final play of the game. I mean, that that hasn't we haven't seen anything like that in three or four years. And then to be aggressive enough to say, you know what, we need to put our quickest, uh, most uh, easily uh, the guy that can get separation in the most clutch situation and not put the senior out there, Vandenberg, but put your freshman out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is really, really gutsy on Brian's part and just was a great call because that was just a tremendous play. Iowa State had never seen it before. So, I mean, I just think his uniqueness and his aggressive approach um, is going to be great. And, you know, for guys that have played before, we knew that those opportunities were there. And so for this to really get rolling, which you can. I mean, there are so many different things he can do when you have that good of an offensive line and that good of a run game. His, his opportunities are endless week to week. And so it looks like he's going to be able to incorporate all that stuff. And that's just a night and day difference from the last couple of years. You know, we've seen the first two teams Iowa's played, Wyoming and Iowa State, load the box trying to stop the run. If Stanley continues making these plays down the field, you have to figure the defenses are also going to adjust to him, maybe throw some different kind of lucks. What will be the next adjustment, the next hurdle that Nate Stanley's going to have to overcome? Yeah, good question. You know, to me, it's, it's um, third and long, you know, third and eight to third and 15. And when they're in nickel and just a soft, deep four coverage, just making good decisions, checking down, not making a big mistake because. Obviously, I thought I thought the Wyoming game, he made too many mistakes mm-hmm. um, and played a very average to below average game, even though he had made some plays, et cetera. The Iowa State game, everything showed well except for two or three key decisions. And those are the things that you go into Penn State or you go at Michigan State in a couple weeks, and those are the most important parts of the game. A third and 12 and identifying if I can make that throw or not, that is, to me, his biggest evolution is, is either – dumping it or finding a second or third or taking the sack. But whatever you do, don't throw into coverage and don't have an INT. Hmm. Chuck Hartlieb is our guest. Chuck, uh, my last thing for you. Um, Akram Wadley, uh, everybody's you know trying to place him now. We've, we feel like we have to, is he the best offensive threat that Iowa's had? And yada, yada, yada. You've been around the program 35 years. It's a long time. Who does he remind you of? I'm not saying is he better than anybody else, but who does Akram Wadley remind you of, Chuck? Oh, I think you know what I'm going to say. I mean, Ronnie Harmon is yeah. the same the same sideways moves. I mean, not many people can cut on a diamond and do a slide step like he does. And he may be a little bit of Cedric Shaw in him, but Cedric was a little bit more of a powerful runner. Mm-hmm. But I agree. His, uh, he's as, as dicey as anyone we've had in the last 30 years. I'd put him, I'd put Harmon, him, and uh, Cedric Shaw probably in the top three as far as playmakers. And I like the fact that he can catch the ball, too. If, if there's anything we can do with him in the passing game, downfield or a trail route or down the seams, um, I mean, I'd still, I'm not going to count Brian out for doing, he might be up for anything, and if that could happen, that'd be even a bigger deal. 
Mm. Chuck, great stuff. Appreciate it. Love talking to you. Look forward to doing it a couple of times throughout the hey, season. Hey, Kenny, i got to say, you were the man last year because you were sticking up for C.J. Beathard. Yes, you and I, I was. talked about that, and isn't it an awesome deal for C.J. to step up, not just the third round, but his preseason was outstanding. Was terrific. And I, I appreciate you standing behind C.J. Beathard all last year. You yeah. and I knew he was a special talent. I'm glad he's having a lot of success right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know how I am with big-arm quarterbacks, Chuck. I fall in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> Good talking to you, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, talk to you soon. Chuck Hartley. Uh, join us as we talk a little Hawkeye football with a former Hawkeye QB. 2 nothing, me. And our uh, scoreboard. Yeah, no, you got two great two? questions out yeah. of them. I love talking quarterbacks. Yeah, I was a quarterback. No, you weren't. In middle school. Were you? I was awful. I was going to say. That's terrible. You play, what kind of football did you play? We played 11 players. Did you? Yeah. We had helmets and everything. Did you? Yeah. Played yeah. one year. Poorly. Very poorly. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Not my strength. No, that, not I many can... guys built like me on a football field. Yeah, I'm not seeing you have the ability to run away from too many guys, right? My first uh, career pass was actually a sweep. Turned around, halfback wasn't there. I roll out, defensive lineman coming at me. I just chuck it up in the air as he hits me. Goes straight in the air, nose tackle, grabs it, runs it <laughs> back. Nose for tackle took it back. Yeah. Uh, great start to my football career. Absolutely, Al Bundy. <laughs> All right, we will uh, come back in the 1 o'clock hour. Thank you to Chuck Hartley. Love talking to Chuck. We'll do it again. Uh, Frank Schwab talked NFL earlier. Still to come on the program, more NFL. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they the best team in football after one week? Hard to anoint somebody as that, but, boy, they were impressive. Uh, they will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. You can hear the game as you can hear each and every Chiefs game, home and away all season long, right here on 1700 KB. BGG. We're back with the one o'clock hour coming up next. Games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Ian Eagle and Tony Baselli here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. We're at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati to get week two of the NFL season started. The Bengals and the Houston Texans. Tony, week one was a mess for both teams. They combined for nine turnovers from their quarterbacks. Ian, you're exactly right. Both teams were at home and both teams got blown out. And this is two teams that were hoping for playoffs this year. And after that start, they're going to have to regroup quickly. Cincinnati, Andy Dalton, five turnovers. And the two quarterbacks, Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson, four turnovers between the two of them. But the biggest issue is for the Texans. They don't know who their quarterback is. It will be interesting to find out. All right, Tony, look forward to being back with you in the booth for the Bengals and the Texans on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
Getting the best usually costs a pretty penny. But when it comes to getting one of the best motor oils, your pennies don't have to be pretty at all. Because Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $5.59 a quart. So open up that piggy bank and treat yourself to the best with Valvoline Full Synthetic. Now just $5.59 a quart. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state and local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 9 Want to know my favorite word? Simple. It's how I run my life. Wear the same work boots every day? Simple. Have the same lunch? Simple. Take the same route to work? Simple. But sometimes my job gets complicated. That's why I use Granger. No matter what issues the job throws at me, Granger keeps things simple. Online ordering? Simple. Managing my inventory? Simple. And if something pops up, Granger's got my back with 24-7 customer support. Simple as that. Call, clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. As a small business owner, you're juggling it all, including customers' calls from your personal phone. But with Grasshopper, you get a business phone number and a business phone system from our mobile app so you can work smarter, not harder. Grasshopper for its calls, texts, even transcribes voicemails. Everything you need to simplify your business and stay responsive. With Grasshopper, there's no long-term contracts and customer support is 24-7. Whether you're starting or growing your business, Grasshopper is the answer. Now get $20 off your plan when you visit grasshopper.com backslash radio. From PBS and Emmy Award winning directors Ken Burns and Lynn Novick comes a landmark documentary event, The Vietnam War. What was it all about? Was it worth it? It was extremely traumatic. Like the ground was suddenly cut from under you. See the series Vanity Fair calls a monumental achievement. The Vietnam War. Tune in or stream starting Sunday at 8, 7 central. Only on PBS. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter